This is Witness More with Matthew Jonathan and Walter the Dog. Welcome to the podcast. We'll be exploring everything from the paranormal to the strange to the overall unexplained. Sit back, relax, enjoy the journey, and get ready to witness more. Jonathan, welcome back to Witness More. Trust you all have had a wonderful week. So today we wanted to talk about some of the, in my opinion, um, the best cases for alien abduction. Betty and Barney Hill and Travis Walton are the two that come to mind when I say those are the best cases. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with the two stories, Jonathan? Uh, yes, I'm familiar with both of them. Which one? So, which one do you like better? Well, let me ask you this question: Do you believe both encounters? Nope. Do you believe one of the encounters? I do. Okay. <laughs> so, one you believe in, and one you don't. Thomas Walton's bullshit. No, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about that one first? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. So, you tell me. All right. Sell me on why it's BS. Okay. Actually, I'd like you to tell me why you believe in his ludicrousy, and I can tell you all of the reasons that's not true. Okay. Okay. So I – why do I – I mean, I guess there's no really reason why I believe him. Like, I never met the guy. I don't know him. Um, it just seems like – why would you if, – if what's the point of making it up? There's really no rhyme or reason behind making it up. I mean, it's 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 a good story. You know, you're off, you're going. How about you tell me the story? So you come. So Travis Walton, he was in. He was outside of Payson. So Travis Walton was outside of Payson, up near Snowflake, coming back from. He was a, a lumberjack, a logger. So him and some buddies were coming back into into town. Um, they're driving on the highway, light in the sky. Walton gets out, gets abducted by aliens. Shows up in a phone booth in Payson three days later, I think it was, and tells the encounter of how he, he you know, the missing time. He was naked. That's right. He was naked. Oh, the best part of his right. story. <laughs> yeah, he was naked in a phone booth three days later and said, yeah, I was abducted by aliens. You know, the, his buddy's like, yeah, we saw the light in the sky. We told him not to go. He went anyways. And no one saw him for three days. Hmm. So what's the, it's not like he needed an excuse for missing work. He's coming back from work. Okay. So first, and I camp up in those mountains. Okay. Um, it's not uncommon for the forest ranger to say that their military is doing flights and testing up there. Mm -hmm. And on the night that he was abducted, and I did air quotes there, uh, there was Air Force drills. That's what that light was. The contract for the login, they needed to get out of it. They weren't going to meet it. And... The circumstances to get out of it, there was a clause, extreme circumstances. So essentially, this story got them out of their contract because, uh, well, they, again, weren't going to meet. What are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> so so if, so if you're saying this for buddies and you're saying, OK, we need some extreme circumstances to get out of this. Oh, I know. Alien abduction. 
Yeah. I mean, you don't come up if you need a stream. So they were also all drug addicts and alcoholics for that three days. They were, well, so in the story, Travis Walton got hit by this beam of light. He falls backwards. The guys all leave him, go to this diner. And then they, one guy comes back for him like an hour later. Um, don't reference the movie because Travis Walton himself says it's not like the movie, the story. Uh, that's what they said. What happened was they were out drinking. Travis Walton passed out. The guys left. And then they went back to look for him. So the one guy who went back for him, he was, I don't know what drug he, he did, but he was a known drug addict. And then him and Travis Walton went and did drugs for three days. I think I mentioned in one of our earlier episodes, it was acid and meth. But I, I read somewhere else in the last week that there was something else. I'm not sure. Okay, amphetamines, whatever you want to call it. it it's been around forever. <laughs> so <clears throat> those two guys went off and did drugs for three days, came up with a story to get out of their contract. And, well, that's my, my biggest. Now, okay. I also mentioned that I work with a guy who went to high school. Mm-hmm. He went to high school with Travis Walton's daughter, not Travis Walton. So it's like 30 <laughs> years later. Um, no one in the city, everyone in the city of Snowflake knows that none of this is true. He, uh, when I say he, I mean Travis Walton, never goes back to Snowflake. He's never done an interview in Arizona because everybody around here knows that it's not true. Why doesn't he go back home and do an interview with all of the people in Snowflake? He's never done that. It's because everyone knows he's not credible. No, because everyone is saying that about him. So if you got abducted by aliens and you live in a small town, everyone's like, no, the guy's a drug addict. And you're like, no, yeah, this happened to me. No, you're crazy. You're a lunatic. Would you go back? Yes. Why? You're facing public ridicule. If it's a true story, when you, it doesn't matter. Why, why, do you why go through that? Why put yourself through that if you don't have to? Yeah, why put yourself through that when you can make a million dollars selling that story to someone else? So, so you, you think this, the movie was was 20 years after the event. I don't think so they went to it saying we're going to make I want the movie rights. No, he made money immediately from news articles. <laughs> The biggest thing was to get out of the contract, and then they kept going with it. Okay, so all right. I, now I, I have more. Oh God. Okay, so his actual recall of the experience, like being in, in the alien ship, mm-hmm. it's all stuff from different sci-fi movies at the time. He didn't say anything new. He said, "I'm in this room with all these buttons and flashing lights." You know what I mean? It's nothing new or credible. He's pretty much just referencing movies and TV shows that were on at the time. Okay. He's not like Bob Lazar who came out with this new element that no one knew about. Well, yeah, but you, it's, you you think alien ships are a bunch of buttons and flashing lights? No. Neither is Travis Walton. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but still, you don't. No, but you don't. You because you don't know what's in there. You might not know how to describe it. So you're going to describe it using what you know. So if you see something for the first time, 
and you don't know what it is, you're going to describe it using an analogy that you can come up with. So if they have anything that might look like a button or like, I can't believe you're still sold on this. I, I just, I just feel like it's a, I don't know. I've never, I've never not thought that he was just making this whole thing up. There's not a lot of, in my mind, there's not a lot of sense in running so long with a story. Because he's making money. He, once you start a line like that, you can't go back, especially after you're getting paid. So, uh, also, right after they got their story out there, there was either a local newspaper or magazine article paid each of them for a grand. All right. I mean, I've never looked into a lot of why it's not credible. I've just focused a lot on why it is credible. So, like, give me a couple examples why it's credible. Tech got your tongue? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I can't really, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 like I said, in my mind, it's just never made a lot of sense as to. Does I, didn't it know? About, I didn't know about the contract thing. Okay. Um, I'll let that stew with you for a little while. I'll have to noodle on it. <laughs> <laughs> we both but, believe Betty and Barney Hill story, though. I think so. Yeah, that's, I like that story. Tell me about that. Um, so, Betty and Barney Hill. And jump in wherever you want if I'm if I'm not if I'm leaving out details is they were uh, they're a married couple they were in not Vermont New Hampshire I always get to confuse all those little states up there yeah uh, I hope we don't have listeners over there if we do sorry I get you guys confused a lot but all those little states up there New Hampshire Vermont Maine and all Connecticut Rhode Island they don't sound the same no they don't they don't sound the same like they rhyme they <laughs> are the same like they're all just right there. They're just yeah. like, they're so close that it's all the same state. It's like if you drop five pennies on the ground, you just see five pennies. They're not right. individuals. No. I don't okay. Can, can you tell the, me about Betty and Barney? They were, they were driving from Portsmouth, New Hampshire? No, Canada. They were coming home from Canada. Yeah. They? But they lived in Portsmouth, I think. Or Plymouth. The city doesn't matter. Okay. So. You it, know, Plymouth is in Massachusetts, right? No, it's a car. Well, okay. I don't think it's a car anymore. The, they were coming home, and they saw a light in the sky, right? Uh, they stopped the car to get out, and Barney got binoculars to see if they could identify what it was. And next thing you know, they're home, but it's seven hours later. Okay? So, no? no. Yeah, no, there wasn't really a lot that happened. Well, I mean, there's little in the details in the, in the experience. They came out later. That came out later. It was two hours later. No, they started. The, their trip should have taken four hours, but it took seven. So they missed three hours worth of time. Okay. But <clears throat> I know it was a, I know it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a Chevy. Still thinking about the car? Chevy Bel Air. The, um, <clears throat> was the car they were driving. The, no, so. I mean, if you look at all right, so if you look at the whole story, I mean, I guess if we're telling it chronologically, it's tough to do. But if you look at the whole story, they they were they were very hesitant to tell what happened. They couldn't figure it out at first, and then they and then they told I think it was a small church group. They're like, hey, listen, we think 
we saw a spacecraft. No, that's right. I take that back. You're right. So they 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 looked up in the sky. The craft is near the moon. They saw different colored lights. Man, you're killing me with this. All right. Then you, t- then you tell it. If you know it's so good, you tell it. Well, it's just you're jumping all over the place. So they see this little light. Um, Barney thinks it's a satellite. Betty is like, oh, no, it's a UFO and stressing him out. And he just keeps uh, wanting to keep on going. And she's like, well, I want to get out and walk the dog because, you know, long car trip. So they get out. He gets the binoculars out. He's looking at the thing. And then it comes really close. He described it as a pancake with like a row of windows around the front. Did you read about that? Um, And he said he could actually see beams inside. And he's like, it didn't make any noise. Um, this all came out later in hypnosis. Right. Well, yeah, that's why I was saving that for later. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying that's how I know those details. Um, and then they don't remember anything. They, like you said, seven hours later, they're home. And two hours of those were absent. Two or three hours of that was absent. Yeah. So a couple of days passed. They didn't want to say anything. They were credible too. He was a postmaster, I think, or he worked for the postal service and she was, yeah, social worker. So they're credible people. They didn't want to, you know, lose credit. So they didn't tell anyone about it. And Betty started having nightmares and she started remembering stuff about it. And that's when they decided to go and see a doctor and psychiatrist put him under hypnosis. And that's when the details started coming out. I don't know the timeline of from when the abduction happened to when they went to hypnosis. I think it was just a week, maybe two weeks. Okay. Um, But that's when things started coming out and it started getting interesting. So did you listen to the hypnosis tapes? I have, but it's been years since I listened to those. Okay. That was an old radio, radio program. I did. I mean... They're pretty boring. Right. They're like a half hour that maybe yields two to three minutes of, you know, something interesting. Right. So I, I didn't really get through them. Yeah, you're right. They're boring. Yeah. And they seem really dramatic. Like a ninth grader in acting class. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the older actor that. It seems that way, but I, I figure it's just a traumatic experience. Uh, both of the tapes, both Betty and Barney's, were. So, okay, so the, hip, the hypnot, hip, 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 hypnosis sessions? Hypnosis sessions or hypnotic sessions? I can't believe you're struggling so much with yeah. that word. Okay, hypnosis sessions started January of 64, and they went for six months. They ended in June, oh, wow. June of 64. The original event took place September of 61. So it was a couple of years until they went under hypnosis. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, this story, and that's why it's hard to tell the story because the story lasts 30 years. She's still doing interviews. Right. And and I, it wasn't until... So, okay, I guess I don't, want, I guess I don't want to jump too far. I mean, I would love to tell the thing chronologically, but it's so hard to put everything in a chronological yeah. order because under hypnosis, that's when she drew the star map that she saw. Oh, that was interesting. Right. That's, tell me about that in case somebody doesn't know what we're talking about. That, so she was under hypnosis and, and she recalled in those sessions where there was a star map 
like on a, I guess, I don't know, TV yeah. screen or something or a wall. Okay. And she was able to recreate the start map, you know, freeform by hand, mm-hmm. pen and paper, so to speak. Right. Um, so it wasn't until I want to say I'd have to look it up. It was the early 80s, I think, where somebody was like, well, let's see if we can figure out where where the star, which star map, where this is, what, what solar system is this, where is this in the sky? And they're able to determine that it was data reticuli. And yeah. the star map almost exactly matched. It, I think it was exact. Yeah. And there like, was no reason for her as a social worker in the 60s to know what data reticuli there, I mean, how do you how do you know that? If yeah. you didn't see it, how do you know that? Yeah. So, in the, I'm not doubting their story, but what I'm thinking is the way that we see that that star system is from Earth. Why would an alien ship have that star? You think it would be from a different angle, and then the bodies would all be in different places? Maybe, maybe not. So, what if the star map that she saw was from the vantage point of where they were think of it as apple maps or google maps right so if you're if you're if you say if you say to apple maps hey i'm going to drive from rancho cucamonga to pasadena it's going to show you that path from where you are to there so if we're if you're on earth and that star map was hey this is how we get home you're looking at it from that vantage point I didn't think it doesn't that. necessarily need to be so you're saying aliens use google maps or MapQuest. Okay. Yeah. I think MapQuest is outdated too. Is that still around? I use Apple Maps. Waze, I think, is one of them in case there's traffic, you know, yeah. Pluto. <laughs> uh oh, we can't go around Neptune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's what, that's why, that's why I've always thought is it's going to be like, hey, here's where you are now. This is, this is where home is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But that um, that was interesting. That professor too that figured out the map. Mm-hmm. He did you watch? Did you watch any of YouTube videos by him or anything? He's a goofy guy, but he too came out and said, "I didn't believe them at first, and it. I think it took him five months to figure out that star system. Right, and." It wasn't until then it was so exact. He's like, holy shit, this is true. Right. Well, yeah, that's, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of it that, um, you know, and, and so I, I did, I did read a lot of people who were like, Hey, this, here's why it's not true. You know, when you put Barney under hypnosis, a lot of what he's recalling is stuff from, you know, Betty's nightmare. So those are influenced by Betty's nightmares, the description of the aliens, you know, it's really close to some TV show in the 60s you used to watch. So everyone's like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, and, you know, again, I come back to a lot of times with these stories, you, you got to come back to, you know, what's in it for Betty and Barney Hill. And Man, the same thing that's in it for Travis Walton, they're making money off of this story. Okay. But I mean, you know, one thing that we haven't said up until now is that Betty and Barney Hill your dog, Walter, the dog is with us. And uh, can you, can you hear him? Make him make noise. So people know he's actually, he's a quiet little guy. All right. They can probably hear him trying to 
licking in and out off of your chin. Shut up. I don't have in and out. I know you used a napkin. Um, It's, in my opinion, Betty and Barney Hill aren't going to want any spotlight on them. I don't think. No, and that's why it took so long for them to come out with their story. Correct. If they're going to make up a story, they're going to come out right away. Right. So you got to keep in mind, Betty and Barney Hill, they were an interracial couple in New Hampshire in nineteen in the 1960s. Yeah. That's enough of a spotlight. You don't need, in addition to, oh, by the way, here's the public scrutiny of an alien abduction because there's so many naysayers out and there. And as a social worker, that's like a cop or a pilot. Right. You know? They don't talk about it. Yeah. Especially pilots. I'm sure they see weird shit all the time, but they don't talk about it because they're going to lose their license. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot at stake. They were also the first ones. I think they're the first mainstream alien abduction story. Yeah. And that is what stirred up, well, a lot of hoaxes, but also a lot of other people who feel that they had real experiences to come out and bring their stories to light. So, no, I, I believe Betty and Barney Hill. I don't think I also don't think under hypnosis you can lie. I mean, that's deep in your psyche. If it's real, you're not supposed to. You're never supposed to lie. <laughs> oh, no. But I mean, it's not. You're, no, that's why. I don't think you hypnosis. really have control. You, yeah. Yes. So I would take hypnosis credible over a lie detector any day, which also Travis Walton failed lie detectors. The ones he said true were very, he did. The ones that were proven were very um, general questions. Like, oh, were you out logging this day? Did you see a light this day? Yeah. I'll, I'll, so I'll, did you I'll read did you read about Betty and I want to say Betty and Barney's experience in the UFO? I didn't read too much about Barney's experience in the UFO. Betty and I listened to her hypnosis tape where they talk about it, and right. that's also fucking interesting. So Barney, yeah, they took they took sperm samples from him, but they oh lucky. Well, but he doesn't remember having an orgasm, but he's 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 convinced they took sperm from him, and that's that's another common thing in UFO experiences for whatever reason. Oh, they I think I know sperm samples from us. Yeah, I, I think I know why. But it's for a different topic, a different day. Okay. Let's do Anunnaki next. It ties into that. Well, I'm trying to think. I'll have to do a little bit more research before next week. But do you want to do Anunnaki next? Anunnaki. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can. Yeah, I can be ready for that one next week. No problem. Okay. I love those, those, those stories. Those little, those little guys. <laughs> those little guys cracking me up. No, they, um, yeah, they, and that, but that, but, but the sperm sample is a common thing. It's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think anal probing is. I think that's just hearsay. That's but, probably wishful thinking. <laughs> right. But they don't. It sounds like I may know more. What? What happened to Benny on the show? Okay. So her experience, first of all, she said there were nine beings total. And one of them spoke English and communicated with her. She called it the leader. Uh, There were also like two other things that were involved. And then 
the six or seven others were just like slaves, like they just did tasks. Um, so the leader is who she communicated with. And he did a few things. He checked out her eyes, ears, throat. Um, what's that specialist called? Yeah, maybe he was one of those. Um, the thing I remember most that was interesting is they inserted a needle into her navel. And she said, what are you doing? And he said, this is a pregnancy test. And she said, I don't know any pregnancy test like this. And he said, it's what we do. And she said, is it going to hurt? And he said, no, it's not going to hurt. And then when it did hurt, of course, when she started quincing in pain. Uh Uh-huh. Is that the word? Yeah. Quincing is is when you do this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, So when she started doing that, the leader put his hand on her forehead and she said all the pain went away. So that was in 1959. What year did this happen? 61? Okay. I thought you said they went under hypnosis in 61. No. So. November 61. Okay. So November 61. So in 1970. September. September. Thank you. I was worried about that. So in 1970, Mm -hmm. nearly 10 years later, uh, science came out with a pregnancy test by inserting a needle into the navel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ten years later, yeah. she—that's the kind of thing that Travis Walton didn't have. Something new, right? Something that can deem credibility. Okay. Besides a lot of buttons and flashing lights, so she. Um, I, well, there's a few things about that that besides the pregnancy test mm-hmm. that's interesting is having one that speaks our language. I thought that was a little weird. All the other stories say that they're communicated with telepathically. And I wonder, do you think, think, and I I thought, like, when I came across that, I thought maybe it was telepathically. I did too, and she heard English. Right. Um, Or when you use Google Maps, you probably use Google Translators. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's probably it. What do you think they had? Like the iPhone 20? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so I think it's a good story. I think it's credible. Uh, Travis Walton can eat a dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hopefully his family doesn't listen to this right now. Uh, I don't, well, his family all know that he's a liar too. Yeah. His own daughter doesn't believe him. All right. All right. I got I got to think on it. Yeah. And when you think on it, you're going to text me and be like, holy shit, Jonathan, you were right. You've been right all along. No, <laughs> I don't know if I will ever say that no matter what happens. But the, no, but Betty Barney, yeah. You, so, yeah, I, I'm like, if you said, okay, what are your, what are your main points for it? I'm going to go with the star map. That's the biggest thing. Um, glad I found out about the pregnancy. That's saying that that's, that's, up, that's high on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that it took them forever to come out. Here we are back to come. It took them forever to tell their story. Let me let me put it to you that way. They took them forever to, 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 to tell their story. And the fact that, yeah, they had enough, they had enough going on. And that was the other thing, right? And, and I don't, and I actually got a little upset reading it when the doctor that put them under hypnosis said that I don't believe their story. 
because a lot of what he's recounting comes from the nightmare she had and the stress he's going through is the stress of being an interracial couple. I don't think the stress of being an interracial couple makes you have a fake UFO experience. (laughs) You know, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That sounds like something a doctor in the sixties would say. Right. You don't. That sounds like the doctor's issue. Yeah. Not theirs. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not fair to them. You know what I mean? It's not. Okay. So let's go with this a little bit. The doctor says that he doesn't believe because, uh, what were just saying? So the doctor doesn't believe him because. Oh, doesn't believe that. saying. So what about her? Was it the same doctor that did her interpretations? Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's leave Barney out of it altogether. He doesn't believe both of them because of that. So if you look at the look at the hypnosis part, right? Um, the missing time, that's another reason why I do believe them. Yeah, all stories have missing time. Right. And that's yeah, and that's it's so I don't know. I mean, I guess you can't really document it, you gotta kinda of trust them on it, but it's not like they got lost. Um What are you looking up? So under so the conclusion so Simon I'm trying to find the guy's name the the, the guy that did the hypnosis session. I can't believe you struggle so much I with know. this work. It's it's like uh, it's like it's like you Dyatlov. Yeah, people are, <laughs> are going to think that was, hey, which one's Matthew? Which one's Dyatlov? Um. So the so the conclusions he had was that. Barney's recollection of the UFO encounter was fantasy inspired by Betty's dreams. Simon thought that the most reasonable and consistent explanation, uh, that that he rejected the idea, noting that while the memories were consistent in some regards, there's portions of the narrative that were unique to each. Barney was influenced by what Betty was going through. Though the Hills and Simon disagreed about the nature of the case, uh, they concurred that the hypnosis sessions were effective. The Hills were not tormented by anxiety. And then he wrote an article about it in psychiatric. He wrote a psychiatric opinion about it. He said the hills were not tormented. No, after hypnosis, it stopped being. It like helped them mentally after after the hypnosis sessions. Okay. Yeah, it helped them because they were they were going through a lot of stress. Uh-huh. And he said, yeah. So the doc, the doctor that did it, the guy that did the hypnosis, the Simon guy, basically said it's just it's just a pair. It's just an aberration. You know, Betty's going through the stress and Barney's picking up on it and it's just a stress of being an racial couple. Which I I I refute that. I say Is no, that guy still alive? Just, He's probably I dead. I don't know. I, I could look it up, but I don't want to take time looking up again. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well he was a uh, yeah, but that was the mindset of the sixties. Yeah. You know, ah, they're in a racial big deal. This is just stress. Hmm. I don't think it may, I don't think you make that story up under stress. It's just, there's so many reasons that doesn't make sense to me, especially coming from a licensed medical professional. I figured there's more to it that we don't know. Maybe. I mean, I guess we can look up. I don't care that much opinion. to look it up. I don't want to look at the opinion. Yeah, I don't care. Because I don't believe his opinion. I and also, it shouldn't be public record either. Oh. Doctors aren't supposed to do that. What do you think the New England Journal of Medicine is? Good point. (laughs) Doctors do it all the time. Uh (laughs) 
what I mean, share patient details. In journals, it's anonymous. But everybody knows who Betty and Barney Hill is. He can't come out and say like, hey, I'm the one who did this. This is what happened. I'm, uh, I'm not going to say their names, but they were an interracial couple in New Hampshire in 1961. I mean, you're going to point to it. Um, well, this is all unless, the point. Well, they could have said, yeah, you, got, you have permission to write the book. Um, yeah. He wrote, Benjamin Simon's a guy's name, Hypnosis and the Treatment of Military Neurosis. I don't think he was in the military. Yeah, I was think he? he was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, October 1967. Military neurosis, that's probably what they call PTSD today. So, I don't know. I, I believe him. Yeah, it's interesting because when you don't believe something, you're so stuck on it. And when you believe something, you're so, you're really stubborn about it. But, people in general. You. Oh. Um, which is okay. fine. That's how you are. But I'm sold on Betty and Barney Hill, and a doctor is telling me that they're not credible. And I just, you know, fuck that dude. I, uh, <laughs> what? Like, I, it, normally, if a doctor tells me something, I, I'm going to take it seriously before I don't. But because I want to believe in Betty and Barney Hill, right. I'm, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for. But I don't know either. Fuck it. Do you want to wrap this up? Yeah. I, I yeah, I think we're I think I'm good. I think we're I don't know if anybody's got any questions or anything that they want to talk about. Do you want to uh, witness more podcast at gmail.com? What's witness, our Twitter? Witness more podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Witness more podcast at gmail.com. We sent three times, so it must be important. Uh, at witness more. Witness underscore more is technically the Twitter handle, but you can find us at, at witness more. Do you want to talk to our listeners in the UK? You talk about them all the time. Well, we do. <laughs> listeners in the UK and, and, and the listeners in Mexico are. are yeah, um, I like our listeners in Mexico. I yeah. like Mexicans. They're good people. Uh, no, they are. Do we need to say like a, uh, a prayer for them? No. <laughs> like, like uh, I don't know how to say witness more in Spanish. We'll have to look oh, up I don't either. So, um, but no, yeah, no, the, uh, so there's, yeah, so we can find out kind of where our listeners are and it's, it's fascinating. Uh, last I checked, there were nine UK listeners. No, there's 11. There's 11 now. Okay. Yeah. He must've looked after me, but I know, I think three of them were in Liverpool. I thought it was great because I think there's four now. There's four in Liverpool. Yeah. I, I, I kind of hope it's the Beatles. Oh, no. <laughs> well, there's only like one of them left, right? No, um, one the the no the uh I, I hope one of them is um Mo Salah, the striker for Liverpool Reds. There's on their soccer team. That's mm. uh I I I like I, I'm a fan of their soccer team, I know okay. to tell you. So I think it'd be pretty cool if we got like an email from the Egyptian king, is what they call him, um Mo Salah. I think that'd be pretty fun. Or if there's any Liverpool fans out there that want to say, hey, thanks for the support back in the US, uh that'd be great too. Yeah. Um, do you want um, to say hi to our Mexican listeners? No, I was going to say our one listener in Taiwan. <laughs> I, well, I, I wondered because there's like two or three people in Malaysia, Taiwan, Vietnam, right. Korea. Yes. How do these people find this? We're two very unfamous people in Arizona. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do these? I, I figured yeah. they. 
they probably listened to another podcast from the producer and heard an advertisement, maybe. Maybe the we did the one on MH370. Yeah, that makes sense. But what about the other guys? And like one person in Australia? What's that guy doing? Or girl? Um, so do you really no, <laughs> the no but what I also thought there was also if you so you could drill down into New Hampshire and I wonder if we're going to get more listeners in New Hampshire now because we're not going to oh. story uh, but the all four of the New Hampshire were all in the same town so I'm assuming they all know each other yeah plus I don't think New Hampshire is that big I think everyone in New Hampshire knows each other I don't think that's true really yeah I think it is you're thinking of Rhode Island is no Connecticut Connecticut is the one you can drive across in like a half hour, right? No, that's the top of Vermont, right? No, that's the top of New Hampshire. It's it. No, New no. Hampshire goes. I'm New Hampshire's talking like about the whole fucking state. Rhode it's Island. a square. Rhode Island. Rhode Island's at the. Oh, I'm thinking of Maine. Yeah, Rhode Island. <laughs> so yeah, those. <laughs> Rhode Island. Yeah, I did. No, that's Maine. Yeah, Maine's at the very top, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Rhode Island then. Yeah. You can walk across it. I don't think that's true. All right. So we'll see if we pick up uh, any more listeners over the next week. And what are we doing next? Anunnaki. Anunnaki. That'd be fun. Which sounds like a pretty decent sushi. It does. Or a cool band name. I feel that Anunnaki would have a side of ginger served with it. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going down to. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, um, I can't even think of the name of the sushi place. There's one over in Glendale. Um, definitely yeah. really good. Any appetizer, you get a sake bomber for four bucks. I'm going to have sake bombers and Anunnaki. A sake bomber shouldn't cost four dollars, anyways. Well, you get the whole, you get the whole like sixteen ounce beer with it too. Oh, uh, yeah, and the shot of sake. And if you get any appetizers, four bucks. Or if you get a sake bomber, any appetizers, four dollars. It's one of the two. I'll look it up and let you know next time. I don't care. Okay. I won't look it up then. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Anunnaki's next. Anunnaki. All right. Have a good week. Thank you. You too. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Witness More. If you have anything you'd like to add to the conversation or want to reach out to us, you can tweet us at witness underscore more or email at witnessmorepodcast at gmail.com.